Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fossett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. This is Gemma Fassett. Happy and thrilled to be here with you. Uh, we've got <clears throat> some deep stuff to go into today. And I'm, I'm almost not sure. I mean, we have a 15-minute program, pretty much. And I'm not totally sure how far we're going to go with this. But I just wanted to share with you something that came up yesterday for me. And it just felt so good. Like, it just... the. The ability I had to embrace it, it it was a, I don't know how to say this, like, um, anyway, I will just share it with you. So I want to dive into <clears throat> this idea that we are, uh, what are you, attached to things, attached to our lives. And in the past, I've gone into this idea that, you know, you are not your body, you're not your um, name, you're not your career, you're not your family. But people identify with these things and that's how they get personal. That's how if um, if someone says something about my work I do, I might get upset or angry because I took it personally because I'm identifying with that job and I'm identifying with the um, outcomes of it or the how it reflects on me. So... Yesterday, I was talking to a friend, and yeah, if you can't hear it, my voice still, my energy is low. My frequency is high, but my energy is low, and my energy is low because <laughs> I'm still in my self-care mode. This is self-care day three, so um, it's going to be a lot about being in bed today for me. I know I just got off track, but I just wanted to catch you up. Being in bed, relaxing, enjoying my daughter playing a guitar with my daughter or piano and just and just really relaxing that is going to be what today is about I want to take a walk with my daughter that's going to be one of the things I do with her and explore the town but just do it at my pace that I'm at right now just really honor that my my energy is being conserved for the purposes of processing and healing this this energetic shift I'm in and physical shift and emotional shift the whole Oh, wow. little release there. Um, the whole kitten caboodle. So, um, so let's go back to this idea that we have this attachment to things within this matrixy world. And it is a world of illusion. So this, this attachment to this world is what creates the resistance. It's like, it's our attachment that creates resistance. So attachment to beliefs, attachment to outcomes, attachment to, um, well, pretty much everything falls in there, right? Beliefs and outcomes. So um, I'm sure there's other stuff, but let's just move on because what I want to suggest, actually, let me just tell you this little story. And I think I've mentioned this before because it was such a profound moment and it continues to teach me. 
but I was at this store called Pearls one time in Woodbridge, New Jersey. It doesn't exist anymore. It was phenomenal though. It looked like the storefront in a in a strip mall, a small storefront. But what happened was you went in and it was like a smallish store, like a Hallmark or something. It wasn't that big. It went straight back. You know, it was more deep than it was wide. And it seemed like a good size fine art store when you went in and it was fine arts, straight up fine arts upstairs, like in this room. But then if you walked straight forward and the registers were on your right, you would see this set of wide stairs going down. It was like the old timey um, stairs in uh, in malls, those, those wide stairs when they didn't have like... Um, when they didn't have an escalator or something in, in the Sears department, it had three floors or two floors, and you had this wide set of stairs in the center of the store you could walk up or down. So it was like that, and it just went down. And then they had merchandise hanging on this wall, and it went down into this massive space that was then everything else the store encompassed. And it was, it was huge. They had a craft area, a rubber stamp area, a framing area. Everything was down there. So... They had these t-shirts hanging on the wall going down the stairs one time, you know, for sale. And one of the t-shirts caught my eye because in college, I had a history professor that challenged us the first day to define what art was. And people were coming up with all these different definitions. And she kept saying, no, 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 no. And it made me really cute. Like, what is the definition? And then she told us the most lame definition and I don't know how she stood behind it, but from her perspective as a history teacher, it was accurate. And the definition of art in history class in um, an art college was art is what the, what the um, oh, I don't know what you would call them, what the experts within the art group at that time say it is. So if artists, um, if artists, if art experts during my time claim that Matisse is not, does not make art, then he doesn't make art. It's not counted as art. And I thought this is the stupidest thing I ever heard. But anyway, I just took it for what it was. It was art history. And I got that because there are a lot of artists who aren't recognized in their time. So I, um, I took it for what it was, but here I was standing in the pearls art, uh, fine art store. And I was getting ready to go downstairs and this t-shirt caught my eye and it said, Art is art when you can no longer take anything away. And that was a truth that I, I know it was a truth I took in. I, I have these various truths through, throughout my life that came into my life and I never forgot. And I, I immediately like implemented and used them. But this one was interesting because art is art when you can no longer take anything away. And I can remember... Uh, just really appreciating that for my art. But then I appreciated it for me too, because at a young age, I cut my hair off. I say young age, in my 20s. I cut all my hair off and uh, and I never looked back on that, but I cut it off and I felt more me. And that saying suddenly became more real to me again. It's like, wow, you know, I'm still me without my hair. I'm still me. I took away my hair. And then uh, like five years ago or something, I changed my name. I took my given name away. I had never done that, not for any marriage, nothing. And I changed my name to one that had no uh, 
significant value to me other than frequency. I changed my name. So I let go of my name and I recognized yet again, I still am me. You know, even letting go of this name, that this given name, I'm still me. So uh, yesterday we took it a step further. Are you ready? <laughs> this is good. So what if uh, your Okay, let me see how I put it. Yes, I'm going to have to write this down because it's so cutting edge that it's almost like not there for me. But um, you, it's something like your truth, uh, the truth of who you are. This is it. Are you ready? The truth of who you are is when you can no longer take anything away. The truth of who you are is when you can no longer take anything away. And the fact is, all of this physical world can be taken away. That is what we call death here, death. But guess what? What is left is the truth of who you are. The, the truth of who you are. The, and I'm, maybe it's the essence of who you are, but the truth of who you are. I want to say truth because I want to live by my truth. I want to be only caring about the truth of who I am and not the things I've personalized or taken personally or or identified with I I am wanting to let go of everything that is not who I am I want to no longer be attached to these things and um and I'm loving that I can feel this expanding this concept fully being embraced in my life so what does this mean this idea that um, that the truth of who I am is when I can know, when, when nothing can be taken away, like when everything is taken away. The truth of who you are is what is left when you've taken everything else away. Because the truth of who you are cannot be removed. So it is the only thing left at the end of the day when all else is removed. That is who you truly are. So let's look at all of the things that can be taken away. Your name can be taken away. Your body can be taken away. Your career can be taken away. Your home, your family, your country, your president. <laughs> How apropos, right? Uh, your belongings, your car, your best friend your church, your neighborhood, uh, let's see, your religion, your, yeah, your, your religion. A lot of people identify with their religion. <sighs> what else? Your planet, your galaxy, your universe. Um, hmm. Your thoughts. Your thoughts are not who you are. Oh. Mm. I just feel that. Your art, that, that would be mine. Your art, your passions, your career, your calling. These are not who you are. And just feel all these things like just try it on like you're trying on a new outfit. 
And just imagine all of these things disappearing. Are you feeling uncomfortable? Some of you may feel uncomfortable, and I just want you to breathe and know that you're just trying it on. You don't have to commit to buy it. (laughs) You're just trying on this outfit. And some of you might be feeling lighter. You might be feeling more expanded at the idea of losing everything you identify with. I'm in that bucket. I'm feeling much expanded by it. Because when we let go of the things we identify with, we are letting go of smallness. We are letting go of of playing small. Because we are infinite consciousness. And when we are able to release our attachment and personalization to everything we've been trained and, and taught that is who we are, we now have this effortless ability to ease into, to feel our way into the infinite consciousness of who we are. So this is, um, this is so, so incredibly lovely. It is so lovely. And you might want to consider if you are doing a self-care week with me, continue your self-care week. And maybe today, a little meditation, a little five-minute meditation where you just explore the possibility of every single thing you identified with, your children, you know, your job, your body, your, your nation, all of these things. Imagine one by one the things that you identify with being let go. And when you're all done letting go with everything you can possibly identify yourself with, feel what's left. And that is the truth of who you are. That is truly who you are. If you can tap into this energy, this idea, this concept, this consciousness on a daily basis, you will begin to find a shift in how you live your daily experience. Because things people say that you used to take personally, you won't take personally. The fear uh, mongering will no longer affect you. Because you don't have an attachment in how things should be. You know? So this is me, low energy, high frequency, sharing with you. Ah, sharing with you the latest, right? The latest in my personal expansion. Uh, so that, I mean, it's just, this is the latest. And I, and I really love that I had the space and time with this self-healing week, this self-care week, to be able to share it with you. So I'm going to see now if it is possible, crossing my fingers, to play you an outro. Let's see if it works. Yay! I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. 
It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.